Page 13. Page 13. Hello. Good. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm trying to get too quick. She got a couple more. I worked my whole life so I could take a nap in the afternoon if I wanted to. We were joking there. I, I uh, would get almost every afternoon, I'd get a phone call during my, when I laid down for a little nap. You know how I fix that? Just put it on vibrate, put it in another room, and I'll call you when I get up. Just the way you do it. All right, page 13. Got our little pyramid going here. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. A little bit on the negative side, but um, <clears throat> remember now, these are all qualities of what, what word? Love. But love, but what? Agape love. Very important. Now, who's supposed to have all these qualities? Again, I forgot. <laughs> you are. You. <laughs> I am. You're right. What about everybody else? Okay, we'll go with it. Um, you probably have not done this in maybe forever. Turn to Song of Solomon. I don't remember the last time I turned to the Song of Solomon. <laughs> Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon, chapter 8 and verse 6. <clears throat> Song of Solomon, chapter 8 and verse 6. Jason, you've got a strong voice. Would you read that? 6 and what? 8 and verse 6. Put me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as severe as Sheol. Its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. The word envy there is also, in other versions, used, uh, used as jealousy. So, um, jealous or jealousy or envy. Now, let's say you're at home. Now keep your finger on, on 8 and verse 6 here. You're at home and you come in and you see just a little flame of fire. It's not big. It's burning the bottom of your curtain. Now, a little fire never hurt a house. Right? <laughs> you would do everything in your power to put that out. Stomp it, douse it, cover it, spray it, whatever you had to do. You wouldn't wait till the flame got out of control, would you? Notice this. Talking about jealousy or envy. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Now, that takes us into what this word means in the original language. The Jews only had one word for envy, which I found that interesting. Um, it's the word quana, and it means to be intensely red. 
Sometimes, have you ever heard the expression, well, that, uh, they, they were green with envy? Well, the proper color would be red with envy. Have you ever seen anyone, veins popped out on their head or their neck or whatever? Um, the, that's what we're, he said, don't be like that. Don't be intensely red. Um, it's like flames of fire and a most vehement flame. Now, that, that's envy or jealousy. Um, don't be like that. Now, we're going to look at this, the ones I had. Now, I didn't have a Song of Solomon 8 verse 6 in your notes, but you can write that down if you like. <clears throat> in Proverbs 6 and verse 34, someone, um, John, would you do Proverbs 6 and verse 34? Uh, Kimberly, would you do Proverbs 14 and verse 30? Um, Austin, how about Proverbs 27 and verse 4? We're going to talk about each one of these separately. And um, let's see. Bruce, Psalms 37, 1 through 3. Now, you can follow along with those if you like, but at least listen very, very carefully because this is, these are some of the problems with being envious or jealous, and how Paul said, don't do that. Don't become inflamed with, with red. Uh, don't, uh, don't be like a fire that's burning your house. Don't wait till it gets your heart so far gone that you, you can't do it. Put it out. Put it out the first time. Okay. Who had Proverbs 6 and verse 34? Got it. Okay. For jealousy is the fury of a husband... He will not show restraint on the day of revenge. Other verses said, uh, another version says, jealousy enrages a man. It says makes a man furious. Okay, furious, rages. What, you, what was yours again, John? The fury. Fury, okay. Uh, we, 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 we know what that means. Now, um, someone, I didn't ask you to do this, but right now, Elliot, or uh, James 4 and verse 2. James 4 and verse 2. This is going to tie in with this, and I want to hear what you all got to, got to think about something. There you go now. Yeah, please. You who you lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You're envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Read, read that jealousy part again, second phrase there. Uh, you are envious and cannot obtain. And, and the next one? So you fight and quarrel. So you fight and quarrel. Jealousy enrages a man. What's a consequence of, of uh, fury or enragement? That's a word. It makes you act. You make you act in the way though. Sin. A sin for sure. Yeah. But if a person is furious, if a person is enraged, and it and it bruises and bruises, eventually. <laughs> What's the consequence of that, really? I mean, what could it eventually be? We see that act out. violence. It could kill. Violence, even murder. He said, "Do not become an all inflamed and all red face now. Don't do that, because it's like a fire, and it enrages a person. This envy. This we're going to talk more about what envy really means, as it applies." 
some examples in the Bible, but also what, it, what, what, does it, what does it do for us? I mean, get some real-life examples. So the consequence could be, and it often is, violence. Violence. Because of jealousy and envy? That's correct. Uh, that's what God says, and I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. And, and we, we see that even in our society today, unfortunately. Well, it was on the news today, road rage again. Someone shot somebody, and they just got furious. And yeah, fell. yeah. That's true. We, we're going to get to a little bit of that later, but that, that's a thank you for bringing that up. Now, who had Proverbs 14 and verse 30? Okay, Kimberly, listen closely. Sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. Ooh. You mean to say that if, if, if I'm envious of, of somebody, for, and we're going to talk about the ways that can happen, if I'm envious of someone, if, if I'm uh, furious at someone, that it will rot my bones? What do you think that means? What are the consequences, God says, of being this envious kind of person, getting red-faced over other people, what they have or what they don't have, or what's fair and what's not fair and all that. But rottenness to the bone, what, what does it connote? It's unhealthy. Well, there's all kinds of physical drugs. It, it literally eats you from inside. It will um, eat you up. Destroy yourself. Consume It will consume you. It physically will affect you. It will make you unhealthy. Envy? That's what it says. And... Paul says, don't do that. That's not agape love. Don't be like that. It will literally make you sick. Don't do it. Check. It, it's also clearly talking about the depth of it. You don't just have like a, a little bit of envy. You know, a little surface envy. <laughs> it goes all the way. It goes all the way through when you have it. Like a little surface fire yeah. in the corner of your house. What does that eventually do? It's going to burn. It's going to burn up. It's going to burn you up. It's going to burn me up, Rebecca. It also is a, a trait, or the lack of a trait, uh, that instantly negates all of these other uh, characteristics of love. You cannot be patient if you are eaten up with rage. You cannot be kind if you are eaten up with rage. That's really good. Isn't that so true? That's not my notes, but I like that. It would negate the other traits. <clears throat> so it can make you sick. Literally sick. It can control your life if you let it too. I mean, it can... You, you just start focusing on that, on that thing that your neighbor had that you really want, and it just starts controlling your life. It can, and make you sick. Make you sick to your stomach. It give, give you ulcers. It, it can do all kinds of things. It's rottenness to the bone. And if you're always wanting something you don't have, you can't thank God for the blessings you do. <clears throat> That's 100% correct. And we're gonna, and when we get to Philippians 4, we're going to spend some time there. Being content with what you have. Um, so now, but hold on to that thought. We're headed there. <laughs> Proverbs 27 4. I don't remember who. I had that one. Okay, Austin. <clears throat> Just before we. <laughs> yeah. The, the eating you up inside, there was a, a phrase, like a saying, if you will. I can't remember what the adjective was, but this one fits. 
we'll just say NV, uh, does more damage to the vessel in which it is stored than onto which it is poured. Uh, I like that. And you can splash out at some point, but it's doing you more damage in the meantime than it is. Uh, no, I like that a lot. And what's a first cousin to that context you just talked about there? Um, that's like saying, now fill in this blank. Yeah. You don't have a clue what I just asked. <laughs> I, I need to be a little more specific. Um, when you harbor, harbor something in your heart, your soul. Now it, it, it's like a fire. It's like rottenness to your bones. It'll make you sick. But really, who does it hurt the most? It does. Because a lot of the in a lot of cases, the person that you have this these feelings with, they don't know it. You're the one being eaten by it. And not only that, not only that, what, what, does, what does all this imply if we have that quality which negates everything else? How's that going to work in heaven? The answer is, it's not because you're not going. <laughs> or, or, I'm not going with that quality. So we've got to squelch that. We'll talk about some ideas in a minute on how to do that. All right. Um, I, I'll get back to my thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, wrath is cruel and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Um, the New King James, or I think... That, that was New... Okay, yeah. it must have been it, maybe... I think I like the way it's written in the outline yeah. better. Uh, I don't remember if it's NAS... NI, NASB. I don't remember exactly where I got that, but anyway, it's, it's in one of the versions, and it's accurate. Who can put up with jealousy? Anger is cruel and destroys like a flood. So now we've got fire, flood. The world was destroyed the first time with flood. What's it going to be destroyed the next time? Fire. That's, that's this. But who can put up with jealousy or envy? Now, what is the consequence of that? When you're thinking, Gap, a second. What's the con we, 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 consequence of our, it rot your bones is bad health. The consequence of, who can put up with a person that's jealous? Answer, what, what are you more than likely, let me just say it. You're going to be alone. You're going to be alone. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I don't know where she gets all that. Yeah, I know. Sure, Loneliness. <laughs> Who can put up with jealousy? You want to live with somebody like that? It's going to be a rough life. Like the gripping of a... Yeah. It's better to live in a corner of a rooftop. Now, it talks about... It can be anybody. It can be anybody. There's constant dripping. You're better to be by yourself. Uh, but you're going to be alone with this, with this uh, if you're jealous and envy. And then I read this, and I think it's perfect. Uh, uh, there was a tombstone. There is a tombstone in England. It's old. Husband and wife. The wife said on her said she died for want of things. He died a year or two later. He died trying to give them to her. <laughs> it doesn't satisfy. And this constant. You're going to be alone. 
Or if you're not alone, it's going to be a lonely life for you because number one, don't want to hardly hear it, do we? It's going to eat you up. You're going to get sick. Let it go. You have to let it go. With agape love, you have to let it go. I didn't say it's easy. None of this is easy. But the consequences is loneliness. Now, Psalms 37. Uh, uh, oh, okay, wait just a second. Chad. It, it really makes you think of Ahab, just how desperately he wanted that vineyard. And he wasn't alone, but nobody wants Jezebel as company. <laughs> no. He had a wife, but he was lonely, wasn't he? There's probably a lot of yard work to be done. If kings did a lot of yard work. With all he had, he was just sick. Yeah. Just sick with the lack of that vineyard. I'll be outside for a season. Yeah, if you need. That's a good one. And now we're going to get to, in fact, i got to have on my list down here some Bible examples, but we want to talk about him. We do. Psalms 37, 1 through 3, Bruce. Do not fret because of evil doers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. In that context, what's the cause of jealousy there? Well, it says that it, it, it says it in the positive. Trust in the Lord. What's the opposite of that? Distrust. The cause of jealousy is distrust. Now think about that. Don't you think about that a second? That verse says the cause of jealousy is distrust. Well, that means the remedy must be what? Trust. Trust. Trust what? Trust in who? Or whom? Well, certainly you trust you trust God. But also, isn't there a certain amount of trust that we have to have among ourselves? Mm-hmm. <coughs> He's talking to the church at Corinth. He said, if you've got love, it's not going to be red and inflamed. It's not going to be envious. It's not going to be a rottenness to your bones. It's not going to eat your stomach lining out with all the acid that you're, that you're uh, generating. It's not going to... Uh, you know, all and on, and it's not going to cause you to be jealous. Um, so you have, there's a certain amount of trust. Now, is there a difference between trust and being naive? Yes. What is that difference? Well, naive. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. Knowledge. Knowledge. If you have knowledge of the Lord, you will trust in the Lord. Okay. What? That's true. If you do not have knowledge. What about each other? Could you say that with each other? Sherilyn said a couple weeks ago, she was right. How do we have knowledge of each other? Effort. Effort. You've got to be around. And it takes effort. It takes effort, doesn't it? It does. Um, we, when we, we lived in eight different states, and we were always moving every three and a half to four years. And it had its challenges, but looking back, it also had very, very many pluses. We always, we, we had got some advice from an older couple, they're both dead now, when we were younger, and we were going to move for the first time. We'd never been out of, people been further up a tree. 
that we've been out of town almost. And, and we said, I don't, you know, I don't know if we want to do this. I don't know if we're going to have friends. I, you know, I don't know about that. And, and her name was Donnie. Donnie Kavatican. And she said, do you have friends now? Yeah. You'll have friends where you go. So when we moved into town, and wherever we were, we didn't wait. We were like the banks, and we were like some of the, the oars of different people who move in. They didn't wait. They started having people over and getting involved. Uh, I've seen too many times people say, well, you know, I've uh, no one said, well, what have you done? What have you done? Have you made an effort? Uh, my number one buddy is a little bit of, 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 an, of an introvert. Stand up a little bit. You know how she's overcoming that? Tell us how you overcome it. Talking to people. Oh, what a concept. <laughs> Talking to people. Greeting visitors. Is that easy? Is it easier? It is becoming easier. Ah. <laughs> I did not set that up. And I'm probably embarrassing her. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Reach out a little bit. Well, no one's talked to me yet. Well, why don't you go talk to somebody? You have to do that, in my opinion. It always worked with us. You just go in like you own the place and you just get busy. <laughs> On, on the place, you know, you with me on that, right? Just a, a matter of speech. Trust and strangers are just people, are just friends I haven't met yet. You never met a stranger. Well, no, but <laughs> <laughs> if I ever did, if you ever did, just a friend that I hadn't met yet. <laughs> when she and Rex moved to town, how long y'all were? How long have you been here? Five years? No, uh, four. Nearly four years. Nearly four Three years. Three and a half. I heard so many people say when when Rex and Nelma came into to the congregation, it's like you've been you've been here for twenty years. <laughs> they just came in and all we saw was smiles, and trying to see what they could do for others. We were with brothers and sisters. Yeah. That's a tip for whatever it's worth. I, I think that's real important. How do you develop trust? You get to know one another. How do you get to know one another? Maybe you've got to reach out. It's okay. No one's going to bite. Don't think. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Bennett lives at my house. <laughs> she might. <laughs> she might. No. Give me some Bible examples of where there was envy, jealousy, inflamed... Red. Some Bible example. Just give me one, Bruce. Uh, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. How did jealous, right? God accepted his uh, 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 Abel's offering, not Cain's. The fire started burning. It started rotting in his bones. And what happened? Killed him. He actually killed him. <coughs> Violence. <laughs> That's what, if you let that thing go, it'll, it, it, that's what it eventually could lead to. Cain. Cain and Abel. David. Another one? David. David. Oh, oh, David's, David's a good one. Um, 
David and, and what was who was the guy before David? King Saul. Was Saul envious, jealous, enraged, furious, red-faced? What did he try to? It led to violence. He tried to kill David on multiple occasions. Got to let it go. I would say Joseph's brothers. Who? Joseph. Joseph's brothers. Joseph's brothers. Now Joseph was a. There's eleven in one church. <laughs> yeah. Now Joseph was a. He liked to hang around the house. Now, now in the south he would have had trouble with a with the boys that ran and played and romped all day. We we would have probably been on him too. Uh, you know, cooking and all that. They took it a little far. He took it a little far, but how did his brothers take it? Well, his brothers took it too far. Yeah, too far. <laughs> Jealousy, rottenness in the bones. It led to violence. Now they didn't want to, they wanted to kill him, but they ah, we better not do that at least. Let's throw him in a pit. But, but the thing there is what you talked about before that eating them up. It wasn't the next day they went out. It was uh -huh. time. Mm -hmm. Time had passed, and they were still jealous. Time is key. Time is key. It's eating them up. Eating them up. And it's interesting, it's the older brothers that are doing the charge. He was the favorite. He's the baby. He's the favorite. Um, now, his parents didn't help. <laughs> you don't think so? They, they cultivated that in a way. There's no excuse for the 11, but. Um, um, so they threw him in the pit. Now, even during these bad times and these, how did, did God make this thing work out for all these victims? He did, didn't he? He did. All things work together for good to those that love the Lord. I don't know how all that works. Like somebody, we don't have to know. We won't know here. But it's like a brother said, why don't you come down off the throne let, let God judge a while. <laughs> uh, we don't know these things we don't know these things uh, but it'll work out uh, if we got time I, I'm going to do it Sunday for sure I've got a thing here it's on human suffering and there's a poem and I'm not a big poem guy I had to read them in college just so to pass a test but I'm not not my thing I'd rather play ball or something than, than, than poem. But anyway, there's one here on human suffering that's one of the best things I've ever read. How God can take a really, really bad situation through His providence and make it work out to His benefit, not only His benefit. Who else is? Yours. We don't see it. Sometimes we don't see it for years. We may never see it, but things will work out. They will. If we're calling a card to his purpose. True. Some people don't like that passion. <clears throat> no, they don't. Who else has got one? I've got a couple more here. I, was... I think of the Pharisees being so jealous of Jesus. They would do anything to get rid of us. You turn to Matt while uh, while Alan, you turn to Matthew twenty seven and verse eighteen, 18. talking about the <laughs> Pharisees. Uh, I, I was going to echo that because Pilate said, you know, he understood that it was for envy that they had handed yeah. him over. 
Absolutely. Now read it. Uh, for he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. You know, what's interesting about the first four that we listed yeah. is that they don't have anything to do with material possessions. Yeah. And Jesus didn't even have a place to lay his head. They were, it's being jealous because somebody's getting attention. Ah. It's, it's jealous because somebody else has more abilities. And that's, you know, that's, I, just sitting here thinking about where I've been jealous, it generally is not material stuff. It's generally... Somebody smarter, they're more popular, they, their abilities are better. Um, and that's a, big, that's a big issue. It's a big issue. Can that happen in the church? It certainly can. Well, and that's exactly what happened in the church of Corinth. Yep. I mean, you have these people who are prophesying, and then these people who are talking in tongues. And, and I mean, I can, I can, I don't know what it's like to do either of those things, but I can imagine what it might feel like to say, man, that guy, I saw him like littering the other day. I don't know. But now he's in, you know, amongst the church and he's he's prophesying or he's, he's being able to speak in a language he doesn't, you know, and it's kind of like, why does he get to do that? Was it? He, he lied on his, you know, yeah. he cheated on his taxes. Like, why does he get to... It got to be a status thing, didn't it, with the, with the, uh, with the uh, spiritual gifts. And Paul says of all the ones, tongues would probably be near the bottom. I'm paraphrasing. But you guys are putting that, why? More dramatic. More showy. More showy, more look at me. Just ties right into what Alan said. I think that's where we have to be more careful than, than even the physical things. Now, the physical things can, can, can do that. But I think it's more of the, the talents. Now, some have ten talents. Where did they come from? But I want ten talents. What do you have that you Well, you may want a lot of things, but you're not going to get it, my mother would say. What if you only have two? Grow those two. You better use those two. Or five, or ten, or, or whatever it happens to be. But don't be envious of a brother or sister who have more talents than you, and a lot of them do. In fact, not only should we not be jealous, envious, red-faced, inflamed, furious, on fire, uh, it's a flood, all these things, but what should we do when we see those things? Rejoice. Be happy, somebody. Be happy for them. Be happy for them. Don't be jealous of it. Now, easy said than done. I, I totally get it. Rebecca. If we go back just one chapter from our love chapter, back into chapter 12, you have the ear that says, well, I'm not an eye, That's I'm right. a big lame but it says right there that God put everything where he wants it in the body, and those parts that seem like they don't have the, the special talent are indispensable just the same. They are. I, I did something to my big toe this week, and I don't know why. I think it's just old age, I don't know. <laughs> you tried walking without your big toe? <laughs> I have stumbled and bumbled and ran it. Well, that's an ugly thing. Nothing uglier than a big toe, I can tell you. Is it necessary for the body? Do you think about it a lot? Other than Michelle. Uh, she hates feet. I don't think about it. But no, we don't think about it. We're more into the, maybe the pretty eyes or whatever. Paul said, all those things in chapter 12, all those things are needed. 
for the for the good of the body. So what you can do, maybe it's only a little. Do that little for the good of the body. The church. <coughs> what we're talking about, right? Cup of cold water can save a life sometimes. Cup of cold water. Like we said last week, Lord didn't say go dig a go dig a well. You're gonna have poor with you always. But you can give them a cup of water. Now, are they going to be thirsty again in four or five hours? Yes, <coughs> they are. He didn't say take them to raise. <laughs> but he said do what you can, when you can, where you can. Even if it's little. Very good. Now, oh, uh, Lisa. So, one example I thought of was David and Uriah the mm -hmm. He didn't even know David. He didn't even know Uriah. But he was so envious and went to great lengths. He didn't even know him. He was just envious of something that he couldn't have. True. And it ate him to the point where he committed murder. murder. He did. Yeah. So it wasn't even directed directly at a person. Eventually it was. But it was just the envy of wanting something that he, he couldn't have or should yep. have. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Now here, oh, go ahead real quick, Bruce. I, I want to make another point okay. before we go. But go ahead. You, we got. Um, I was just gonna say I think jealousy and envy kind of clouds their thinking sometimes. Like Lisa just pointed out, David knew better. He was a man after God's own heart. He he knew the scriptures. He knew better. I think it just clouds their thinking sometimes. It it does cloud our thinking. Now I'm gonna ask you the question: Is life fair? Well, we use that a lot. Life's not fair. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. How come he? I, life's not fair. Never promised. It was never promised to be fair. Things don't always go our way. And I, I want to I read these before our time is up. It's in Ecclesiastes. Just go back a book. And whoever hasn't read so far, turn to. Ecclesiastes 2.14 Somebody else, Ecclesiastes 7.15 So 2.14, 7.15, Choose anyone you like. 9.2 Is life fair? Sometimes our jealousy, our envy, our whatever... It's be, and when we look around and we say, life's not fair. Why did, why did this happen to me? Why don't I have more talents? Why don't I? <coughs> life's just not fair. Well, better get over it. So who has 214? Read out loud. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I myself perceive that the same event happens to them all. What does that mean? And there are things that happen that you don't have any control over. And there are rich people that, not so rich, but I mean evil people who do well, and there are uh, Christians who die young or who don't have very much. Life's not fair. Well, it's not, never claimed to be. What about 715? Read it when whoever wants to get there, that's fine. 715. I got it. Okay. 
All things have I seen in the days of my vanity. There is a just man that perisheth in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man that prolongeth his life in his wickedness. Stuff happens. God said, and how his providence worked, we don't know all that. He's, he created this. He set the laws of gravity and all these laws into motion. And, you know, if you get in front of a tornado, you can be the strongest Christian in the country, probably going to die. Things happen. So, is life fair? No, it's not. That's why we have to have faith. That's where it comes in, isn't it? I mean, we know this, don't we, Paul? That, that if we... Because death's coming to us all. Some earlier than others. But it's coming. It's unavoidable. That's an appointment we have. After all is said and done, and we're on the other side, did it really matter? Not overly. Not, not really. Was life fair? No, it wasn't. Is God fair? Yeah. You can take that to the bank. He's better than fair. He's, well, he's, he's unfair in the positive. He's, he's more than fair, no doubt. A 9 and verse 2. All things come alike to all. One event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good, the clean, and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice. As is the good, so is the sinner. He who takes an oath, as he who fears an oath. Things are going to happen. Life's not fair. And the last one, 9 11. This, this really sums it up. Go ahead, Craig. I again saw unto the sun that the race is not to the swift, and the battle is not to the warriors, and neither is bread to the wise, nor wealth to the discerning, nor favor to men of ability. Time and chance overtake them all. Time and chance can make can make a difference in our lives. Uh, it, it, it does. It's not to the swift. It's not necessarily to the fastest. Not to the smartest. I've seen people who are multi-millionaires, and I, I don't know how they find their way home. <laughs> and there are people who are extremely smart that that don't have very much. Life's not fair. I was just thinking about if you're jealous of someone, if you're thinking and comparing yourself to other people, you can't be focusing on God. You can't be focusing on because the Bible says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." You can't be focusing on God and thinking about, "Huh, yeah, that's what that person has." You just gotta let that go. Your mind has to be set on seeking God and doing what He would have you to do. That check it out what everybody else has. Did. At least that's recorded. Have you ever known anybody who had more issues and problems caused by who, by the way? Satan. Than Job? Anybody ever known anybody worse off than Job? Could Job have accused God? His friends did. His wife said, won't you just curse God and die? Job didn't. Job didn't. Life was not fair to Job. And you know, uh, well, what kind of answer did God give Job? He didn't answer him. You're not he said, answer me. He didn't answer him. He said, no, I'll answer you if you answer these four chapters of how all this stuff works. 
And if you can do that, I'll give you an answer. He never did answer. He does not owe us an answer. Sometimes we think He does. He's like us. He's a buddy. You know, why is this going on? Sir, I don't, I don't owe you an answer. I'm God. You're subject to all the, the laws of nature. I'm not. I owe you nothing. But we know this, that if we keep our faith strong, even in, in, in adverse situations, easier said than done, it'll work out for us. It always does with Him. It always does. Now, we will... And, and go ahead and start before we... Is that one or two? Let's do. Let's do. Go ahead and start lesson four, but, but I want to go into to, uh, contentment. That's the opposite of what we're talking about. And, and just remember, there's a, uh, there, there was a song in the 90's it said, turn out the lights, the competition's over. Now it was very lyric. lyric. Turn out the lights, the competition's over. We're not in a competition in the Lord's church. We're not. Do what you can do. Bruce, you do what you can do. Kimberly's going to do what she can do. She's got a Bible study going on now. That's awesome. Do what you can do. That's what God expects. That's all He expects. But we're not in competition. We're not. We're just not. The preachers are not in competition. The elders are not in competition. The deacons aren't in competition. We're not in competition. We're the turn out the lights. Competition's over. That we we have to do that. Otherwise, we may not make it over here with envy and all of that. So I want to pick up there on Sunday, and then start on love is not boastful. It says I think some not proud, but 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 boastful. Love is not boastful. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. And what do we have to boast about, really, when you think about it? Uh, that'd be nothing. We've got nothing to boast about. We really don't. We have nothing to be envious or jealous about. We really don't. Okay, awesome. That's